Ladies and gentlemen, dorks and dweebs, nerds of all ages, GeekPod Network Productions is proud to bring to you the most electrifying middle-aged guys in Syracuse, the Dr. Hugh Allen, the pod whore, Paul Showens. Alone, they are single geek beacons in a dark cop drama world. But when the mics go hot, they are GeekPod. And we are back from Syracuse PowerCon slash ZombieCon, and we are sitting down with Chris. I'm going to give it a shot, Chris. Fazekas? Close. It's a hard E. Fazekas. You were close, though. You didn't butcher it too bad. Uh, Chris Fazekas, who is the writer on a comic book called The Last. Now, this was placed in my hands when we got here. Yep. Yep. I I just went through and did a very quick read on it. Okay. So please don't quiz me. (laughs) Uh, but we wanted to, to get you on to talk about this and um, talk about you know, what you have going on. So why don't you take it away? What's got you geeked? Oh, God, what do I have going on? There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I mean, quick rundown. So as you said, I am Chris Fazekas. I released this book one year ago, uh, the last number one. It's going to be a six-issue run. Uh, there will be spin-offs, one-shots off of it with a couple other artists that have taken a huge interest on it. Um, and as of right now, I have three other books in the works from a couple other publishers that wanted to get some writing done for them. Nice. Yeah. Can you talk about those projects? Or are they still under wraps? Oh, I can. I definitely can. Um, there's a kid's book. I'm going to be working with a gentleman called Jim O'Reilly. He's from Poughkeepsie, New York. Um, it's a children's book. It's called The Wonderful Imagination of Wally. It's essentially about a kid that has, as you heard, a wonderful imagination. So, first book, for example, is his mom comes in, puts a cookie jar on top of the you know pantry. No cookies until after dinner. So, Wally's like, oh, I'm going to get some cookies. But the reader sees it through his mind. So, in Wally's mind, he is climbing Mount Everest. He's got a hike on the pack. You know, he's got some snow. It's cold. Um, and then, you know, mom will pop in and be like, what? And it brings it back to reality. Like, you're back in the kitchen and whatnot. <laughs> is this a comic book or just a regular nope. children's book? No, kid's book. Just a regular nice. kid's book. Yep. Nice. Yep. Uh, really good. Yeah, that should be a very fun project to do. We already have a couple book ideas for it. Um, the other one is called Gin and Tonic. Um, Spelled with a D? No. Oh, okay. I thought I knew where you were going there. Oh, no. That's good, though. Like Gin that. and Tonic. <laughs> so, it's actually from an artist called Cesar Feliciano. He's located in Connecticut, been in the industry for like 20 years. Um, but it's about a Asian assassin and a Russian assassin. And you guessed what their names would be. Gin and Tonic. Um... It's got a cool, cool twist to it, so he's letting me kind of run wild with that. And then the last book, still kind of under wraps, or keeping it quiet, but um, it is done by a Griffin Adams. I don't know, he's a native to Buffalo. He's actually going to be here today. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen some of his stuff, but... Um, he's Matt's friend, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, yep. He, uh, he will be here, but he kicked me with an idea. He's 
contacted a couple writers with it, and we just meshed and flowed. And I kicked him three pages from the script without him even saying, "Hey, let's write a script," and he loved it. So that's awesome. Now it's very interesting because, as I asked you before when we first met you, hmm? if you were the writer or the artist, because <laughs> I never know. In, in these things, sometimes it's the same person. Yep. So you never know when you meet someone new. I've always found the writing process very interesting hmm. because. I mean, I did a lot of writing when I was younger. Yep. Nothing, nothing like this. But I've tried to imagine taking a story to panels. Yes. Takes a very special kind of. You kind of have to be a hybrid. You can't just be a writer. Even if you can't draw, you've got to be able to visualize that in a yep. way. Yep. Yep. Uh, can you can you talk us through your process for that at all? Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, one of the things that I usually do is. I think of it like a skeleton. So when you write a standard prose, a short story, a novel, or whatever, you are you are the artist. You are the description. You are saying what the person needs to see in their mind. As a comic, you're not doing that. The artist is doing it. So you're essentially writing a skeleton of a short story. You're keeping out all the adjectives. You're keeping out the descriptions because it's the artist's job to pick it up. So do you actually not write those in the script? I do and I don't. So I will... A lot of people say I do the Marvel style, the old school Marvel style writing, where I let the artist just run wild with it. For example, with the last, um, first page of the last has a nice big one panel shot of the father of the characters just kind of staring out into space. That script, all I said was you have father hanging out outside of his house looking into space. I didn't describe the trees, I didn't describe the bushes, I didn't describe the stars, I didn't describe three planets in the sky, anything like that. Did you even describe the character, what he looked like at all? We did do character concepts okay. before you know, before the script was even um, kicked to the artist, just so he kind of knew the world I was in. Um, one of the things I like to do when working with an artist is you just sit down with them, you break bread with them, you have some drinks with them, you make sure that they're on the same wavelength that you are on as well. Um, but back to the script writing, it's... Um, I want to say I do something crazy and awesome and index cards and panels. All I do is I have two pieces of paper. I have one piece of paper that I draw a comic size piece of paper, okay. right? And in my, with my pen, I'll draw one panel, two panel, basic square panels. Left paper, the paper on the left, I will write the script. And I will say this will be on panel one, this will be on panel two kick that to the artist and then he transforms it from there. Now, do you write this out first and then have to decide which scenes to display in which panels or do you or do you have the story but you haven't actually written it and write it as you're you're breaking it out? So I Man, can I say both to that? To you, what you, you just said? I mean, <laughs> I feel like that would be the best answer to this. So what I do, back to the whole panel thing, is I will actually write what I want to see in that panel. Um, from there, the artist will chop it up, change it up, blah, 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 kick me the thumbnails, and I'll look at it and say, all right, cool, let's change this, let's change that. But the way I write it is how I want it to be in panel form. So, like, I know the people at home can't see this right now, but here's two prime examples. So, these two pages I wrote completely different from one another. So, this page I wrote, I want this in this panel, I want this in this panel, I want this in this panel. Okay. Specifically, exactly, I wrote it like that. This one, I literally wrote, hey, have fun, it's a one-page action, action scene. They're attacking the village, people are running and screaming, that's it. He made the panels like he wanted to. Okay. So that nice. kind of touches back to the whole, I let the artists have freedom with what they want to do. 
So it depends on the page, what I want on the page. I, I have to imagine when you think of, like if you've ever read a comic book adaptation of a, a popular book or something that you've yes. read before, and you know, they're, they're, not everything makes it in there because it can't. So I've been disappointed with that, yeah. but yes. Yep. So I always wonder when it's when it's not an adaptation of something that was already a book, when it's a story you're writing, do you get to a point where you have to leave out elements you wanted to see just so it can fit the comic form? Oh, actually I can safely say no. So, I don't know what it is, but there's a switch that kicks on. So when I'm writing a prose, a short story, I know what I have to do. I know what it has to fit in six, eight pages. When I write a comic, I just flip a switch and I know a comic has, you know, for example, one action per panel. You don't want to have more than like three actions per page because some people can get confused with that. Yeah. So I just fit it right in. If, if the book comes out to be 32 pages, guess what? It's 32 pages. I'm not going to hold myself to a 24-page standard. Okay. So, so you find you write differently depending on yeah. what you're writing. Yep. Definitely. That's Definitely. fascinating. Yeah. Well, it's... I don't like leaving stuff out, if that makes sense. I mean... Yeah. You know, you make a movie, a movie can be six hours long, and then it gets edited into the standard hour 45. I don't like that, so I will kind of do the edits in my mind to ease myself. Okay, that makes so sense. you don't have to decide which one of your kids you like the most. Yeah. <laughs> That's fascinating. Now, you said this came out uh, a year ago. Had you worked on uh, or published anything prior to this, or was this your first? This was my first child. Definitely my first child. Um... It was hard to let go of it. I guess, you know, let people see it, critique it, rip it apart, you know, what have you. Col I saw one kid coloring it, whatever. Do you. But, um, yeah, this is my first child and definitely not my last. Um, did have a little hiccup with issue twos, threes, fours. I mean, this is independently published. I published it myself. I did kickstart it. Um, when I first started this, I kind of had a bad outlook on Kickstarters. That's changed since then. But, um... We did good on opening it, you know, more than enough money to pay for issue two, and then life gets in the way. Bills, you know, problems, cars, what have you, gets in the way. So that kind of was our speed bump, but we're back. That's good to hear. Yep. I can't wait to see where the story goes. Now, do you want to tell the audience a little of what this is about? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd like to say spoiler alert, but whatever. Whatever you hear, you hear. Um, this is about a 15-year-old alien kid on a distant planet, galaxy far, far away. Insert whatever you want to insert to that. Um, and his parents have kind of hidden him and hidden their past from him. Well, one morning we wake up and the kid's past and the family's past and the race's past actually um, comes back. And the kid's thrown into a world that he is not ready for. And next thing he know, next thing he knows is he's the last one in this world that he was unprepared for. Hence the name of the last. Okay. Um, it's got some fun in it. I mean, I touch, as the issues go on, you're going to touch upon some Guardian of the Galaxy-like stuff. You know, you're going to get a team together. You're going to go save the galaxy, quote-unquote. Um, I touch upon a little bit of the AI partnership between person and AI and that kind of symbiotic relationship. So, And the seeds of that I saw were in here mm -hmm. with a little, little robot companion. Yep. Again, without saying too much, the people want to be surprised. Yep. Um, I, the book is great. I like the uh, the art style. I immediately opened it up and thought Mignola. <laughs> right, right off the bat. So, it's kind of awesome you say that because the artist that did the interior, Matt Ryan, uh, located in Connecticut, he does a bunch of stuff. Huge Mignola fan. I mean, huge Mignola fan. Like, 
Because that was worth. It, it doesn't. It's not. It, it, it's derivative. It's just you can tell. Mm-hmm. There's. There's. It's a love letter. Almost. And that's kind of why I left it no color. I mean, I feel like his inks are nice and they're good. It's got a little cartoony feel to it, but in your head, what color is the main character? What color oh, is the skin of the sailor? I actually ended up coloring the first four pages until I decided no color. But they are um, like brown furry. Okay. Type beasts, if you will. Um, you know, I, they kind of look like minotaurs, I guess you could say, but they are the yeah. brown furry beast style. Um, the, the main character, the kid, the little kid, actually has purple hair. Okay. So just kind of stand by. I took a little bit of anime from that. You know who the main character is in an anime because they have the crazy color hair. Yeah, so exactly. I took some of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's that's a great. Book. Anybody have any questions? You want to throw anything out there? Come on, I'm an open. Gallery. I'm an open book. No pun intended. <laughs> How do you start something like that? Like, have you always been at thinking about the or does it just like pop in your brain one day that popping in the brain seriously um, I've, I've been writing I mean high school I used to space out and just write in class and I never finished the stuff it was like I'd write three pages in class just in my notebook and then done put it away well, never so look at it again. pretty much right, gotcha. pretty much um, so how's that working out for you <laughs> <laughs> hey I don't need no education come on but it's um, been a comic book convention with the rest of us so <laughs> we know how that turned out <laughs> Um, uh, this book has a funny story, though. I actually worked uh, at a job. It was a production plant, if you will. I worked the 4 to midnight shift, and I had a lot of time, depending on how we worked together. You could have some downtime before the next product would come in, and we had to work on it. So I actually wrote this entire 24-page script uh, in an eight-hour job. Oh, nice. Yep, I had a little composition Marvel notebook, and uh, I just started loosely jotting down everything. Next thing I know... I just had to do a few edits, and I was ready to go. It was just a fun wow. book that popped in my head. Yep. yep. In eight hours, and created this. Right. So these characters have just been, like, chilling in your head for years, and then, bam, nope. they're there. I mean, That's it awesome. popped in. Like, I woke up one morning, and it just... The main, the dad's name popped in my head. I was like, I need to do something with this name. I did a quick little paragraph, and I was like, I'm just going to run with it. That's it was crazy. fun, and now it's turned into this, and it's pretty much, I, I'm going to take a lot from Jeff Johns. I mean, he creates universes, and that's what I want to do. I want to create a universe. So, so we're eventually going to have a spin-off of all these characters with like 16 books all published under your, so, your banner? Yes, no. I mean, someone asked me, they're like, well, when the book's done, are you going to do like a prequel or a sequel? No. When the core six issues are done that follow the main character, he's done. But I will do, a lot of people read, and they really like the mom in this book and they thought that I didn't do it justice to the mom kind of at the end without giving away spoilers so I will be doing a one shot with the mom um, the dad actually already has a published short story called Two Brothers it's about how the dad became the commander of these people just a fun one page story for people to read through um, but yeah I'll probably have a couple titles of this universe out there <laughs> I don't know about 16 different ones but I will have shoot for the sky yeah well, I'm going to throw this out there because you know it's coming, but is there a female character that may or may not get her own book? The mom. The mom will. Besides the mom, is there like anyone that hangs out there? So, just... second book introduces two new characters, okay. one of which will follow him. Third book is going to introduce another character who is a female okay. and will follow him. Um, her name is Sarah. She already has a short story that will be published on Amazon Kindle at the end of June. Oh, really? So she will have a short story. Yep. I'm going all forms of media for this book. Oh, that's book. awesome. Yep. yep. 
So she will be introduced. Her name is Sarah, S-E-R-A. Okay. I'll be looking forward to reading that. <laughs> Matt Flint will actually be doing her, uh, her, uh, what do you call it? Why am I drawing a blank on it? Her print. Then he's do- definitely yep. be he's doing her print. Yep. Uh, do you have a central hub? Like, do you have a website for this? Where My Facebook page. I mean, I do have a simple comics Facebook page, but I spend more time gaffing off on my Facebook page. So just Which are posted on the Legions of Geeks page, by the way. Nice job. I got you. Sweet. I didn't even know she did that already. <laughs> Damn. This is what we don't pay her for. <laughs> I don't get paid very much. <laughs> hey, me neither. You think, hey, comic creator, no, I don't make anything. But look at the, you need to spend your weekends doing cool stuff like this. Yes, yes, yes. And I mean, like, if I can say this, hopefully no one gets mad at me for revealing this, but like, I did Nickel City last year in Buffalo. We were there too. Why was I not introduced to you guys then? I didn't know Matt then. Uh, got him for uh, Matt. Yeah. It's Matt's fault. Let's blame we'll Matt. Him. We'll blame him. We'll yell at him after this. Um, but yeah, I did Nickel City, and um, you know, you have all the artists. Oh, I made Table. I did this. I did that. Uh, this con season, I've done 12 conventions. I can't say that I've made a profit. It's just, it's networking for me. I mean, like, you know, it's it's part of the struggle. It's part of the work. It has to start somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we find it's great making new friends. I mean, I, I hope at some point we'll be useful in pushing stuff out. Or, oh, we're you know, I mean, you, know, you make you make friends, and hey, I got this new thing. Okay, let's post it here. I mean, if we help sell one issue of anything, I'm, I'm going to be happy that. Day. Right. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, when when I'm writing for DC one day and take over Scott Snyder's job, yeah, you know. You guys will know me. <laughs> we're going to take credit for that, by the way. Please do. <laughs> we want, we're going to want an interview, at least one. That's fine. Least one. That's perfect. Fine. I, I actually want me to. I want you to name your Robin that you put in if you're taking Scott Snyder's job. Oh, see, I'll be, take. I'll take. <laughs> oh God. Well, I am a huge Jason Todd fan, so I'll probably do a Batman and Jason Todd run if I did Batman. But I'm. I'm an obsessed Superman fan. So. Man, that's tough to put him back. Exactly. That's why you gotta think of something cool with it. Then, then I gotta ask you: Did you? Uh, so clearly, you're a Batman fan. Yes. Did you read uh, Batman Thirty Three? No. Did oh wait, wait. Number Thirty Three? Yeah, number thir- the the recent one. Though, is just it came out two weeks ago. Or is it Twenty Three? I thought it was Thirty. You mean the I'm button sure. one? Is that the one you're not the about? button? Uh, oh, the, the, the one that just ended. Mold. Nope, nope. I have not read it. Okay. I have. I'm sorry. I'm terrible. I'll tell you. Well, Best comic book I've read this year. Really? Hands down. I think it will still be at the end of the year. Absolutely. Oh, this is the one we talked about. Did we talk about the one with the Swamp thing? thing? Yes. yes. Amazing. I have to give this you would, I, I'm not Maybe a huge Swamp Thing fan. I, I, I would not it. have imagined that a Batman Swamp Thing team up would have yeah, so well. Um, first of all, <laughs> you have Batman with a... So he's not the least talkative person in this book, oddly enough. Okay. And, okay. and it, it covers everything from humor, drama, tragedy, to an ending that you really don't see coming. And I'm just saying, dude... It, and this isn't one issue. One issue. One issue. If there's someone selling current comic books, they pick it up. You will not be. Batman: Brave and the Bold, number thirty-three. No, it's not Brave and the Bold. They oh. called it the Brave and the Mold. Oh, Brave and the Mold. Okay. Because it, of Swamp Thing. Batman, number thirty-three. But it's, it's whatever the most current issue was. It came out two weeks ago. Okay. I swear it was thirty. Are you sure it's twenty-three? I'm pretty sure they're only in the twenties right now. They are only. Oh, okay. So then it'd be twenty-three. It was three. Twenty-three or twenty-four. Yep. It had a three in it. It did. So it's it's got to be twenty-three. Yeah. Amazing book, and it, it's the kind of. Uh, I have a feeling it's the kind of story that comic writers will appreciate mm-hmm. uh, I suppose it could be lost on some other people like I'm pretty sure if we put Andrew uh, down in a corner and gave him that book he'd read it and be like I don't understand nothing happened um, <laughs> that happens a lot <laughs> I know, I know. 
Uh, but uh, you know, it's, it's, since we've talked about writing, I think it's something you definitely appreciate. If, if I had a copy on me right now, I'd give it to you. It's that good. Okay, I gotta check that out then. But uh, where can he get that book? You can get that at Cloud City Comics and Toys in the shopping. Tomorrow. I'm going there tomorrow, actually. There you go. I will be there tomorrow. Tell Jeff we sent you. I, okay. <laughs> I <do> that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm all set with questions. We don't want to hold you up too much. You've got stuff to do today, so. Don't <laughs> I got nothing to do. I have my girlfriend's running the table and she sells better than I can sell, so there you go. <laughs> well, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, um, I mean, jeez, uh, I did a panel a couple weeks ago just to reiterate this. Um, there was a lot of people out there that asked, like, oh, hey, I, I write, I do art, I do this, I do that, I want to do this. Just do it. I mean, if I can say anything to anyone, just do it. Get it done. Make your make whatever you want to make you know if you want to write write just get it done do it because even if you have one friend that likes it or a family member that buys a piece of art you just you're an artist you're a writer if you make it you're it that's that's all i kind of want to end off on i like it well it's been fantastic talking to you oh it's been a pleasure yeah thank you for having me guys oh you're very welcome and we will be back in a bit this has been a geek pod network production want to help the show leave us a five-star review on itunes need to get in touch with us Email us at contribute at geekpod.com or send us a tweet at geekpod g33kpod. Now the time has come for leaving, fear now we shall return. We were so glad we could make it, but so sad we gotta run. Well, it might be a long time till we raise another glass. You can rest assured that next time we'll have ourselves a laugh. Yeah, we'll have ourselves a laugh.